Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Good evening and welcome to the Same Old Arsenal podcast. Um, we're doing something different tonight. It's not a post-game show. The boys are not with me. I'm all alone. However, I've got some fantastic guests from around the globe joining me. So first up, let me introduce them to you all. First up is Alex. Alex, tell everyone where you're from and how long you've supported the Arsenal. Sure. Thanks for having me, Amanda. Great idea with the new show. Um, so I'm Alex. I'm 31 years old, uh, from Houston, Texas in the USA. Um, and I've supported Arsenal as long as I've breathed air on this earth. So 31 years and still going strong. Oh, 31 years. Bless. Right. Igor, don't know what you're doing there, but welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was just joking with my missus. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, pleasure to be a part of this and an honour. I said that twice before. And I've been an Arsenal supporter for 29 years. And where are you from, uh, Igor? I am, uh, I've been in Sweden since I was 10 and I'm originally from Bosnia. And the biggest reason I support Arsenal was seeing a goal of Ian Wright when I saw a match when I came to Sweden. Oh, fabulous. Right, Andy. Uh, good evening, everyone. Um, yes, Andy. I'm from uh, United Kingdom in North London. Um, so I've supported Arsenal now for going on for about 45 years. So it's a little bit longer, probably on Amanda's level. Um, and um, I suppose my interest really was my brother-in-law got me involved with football and straight away he was an Arsenal season ticket holder. So I went along and I fell in love with them. Uh, so, yeah, ever since it's been... Uh, Love at first sight. Oh. Next up is Hamad. Tell everyone about you, Hamad. Where are you from? Uh, hi, everyone. Um, my name's Hamad. I'm from Pakistan. And I've been watching, supporting and suffering with Arsenal for over 20 years. Um, blame my old man. Because he is the one who introduced this. So, 
it's been a roller coaster, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. And last but not least, Vikas, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be here. Uh, it's a nice show. They're great to represent from Australia. Um, I have been supporting uh, uh, Arsenal from 16 years now, I guess. Yeah, I started from 2007. Yeah, it's been 16 years. So, Vikas, you're from Perth in Australia, which is where my cousin is, the other cousin to the one I go to football with. But my cousin in Perth, yeah, yeah, yeah he comes over for all the finals and everything and watches every Arsenal you know, you have to get up at like two in the morning, don't you? Or yeah. you have to watch yeah. it at six AM and stuff like that. Same for you, Hamad. And I'm assuming Alex as well. It's it's a different because you're back and they're forwards, aren't they? Western East. So, you know, like me and Andy just get up at normal time and watch a three o'clock kickoff yeah. or a six o'clock, five thirty kickoff, twelve thirty. We, you know, and I do really appreciate how hard it is for you, wonderful global fans. Honestly, I absolutely admire all of you um so tonight really i just want to invite people on that have not really been on podcasts that no one's going to know who you are which is fantastic um and you can just tell us about your love for the arsenal so let's start with you vikas so perth australia you're about 11 hours ahead i think from the uk i think is that right nine hours nine now so nine hours so do you get up and watch them at three in the morning or do you record them or what do you do uh, i live i watch everything live now nothing live recorded nothing no and is it do you have to be quiet in your house when you watch them yeah i should be but you know sometimes it gets to me like the goal against liverpool in the first or second minute yeah i i was screaming around everybody was like what's happening what's happening <laughs> I can only imagine. So, Hamad, what's the time difference for the UK for you? Oh, it's five hours. Okay, um, so that's not too bad. Yeah, it's it's all right. But when you're losing one nil to Ostersons at the Emirates at three a.m. in the morning, it's pretty it's pretty awful to be quite honest. So, <laughs> uh, I have to go to work in about four hours. So it, it's it's not it's not for the faint-hearted. This entire football gig, I'll tell you that much. So it's so weird, isn't it? Because, Andy, we don't have this issue. We don't watch games at two o'clock in the morning unless, remember, when they was in Dubai or wherever they were, you know, we would wait up or it was early morning, whatever. We just really take it for granted, don't we? I think, yeah, generally it is. It's amazing how, you know, internationally, how Arsenal have progressed through the years, especially, obviously, in America, which is massive. Um, it, it, it is really. I mean, I've, I've got relatives. That, um, actually, he came over for the Palace game who live in Ottawa in Canada. And, uh, you know, for them, it's, it's, it's mad. The hours, you know, you have to get up to watch the game. And we do. We take it for granted. And it's always been like that. Um, it, it's just one of those things, you know, sometimes it, you don't even think about it, do you? That, you know, the internationally, you know, the people that are watching it abroad and, you know, far, far away, you know, they, they are amazing to have that support. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've got some feedback somewhere. I don't know if it's me. If you're not speaking, would you just mind muting and then unmute? Um, Igor, Sweden, talk to yes. us. Massive fan base in Sweden, isn't it, Arsenal? It's huge. Also, I'm a teacher, so I meet a lot of kids in schools that, I mean, they've only lived for like 12, 13, 14 years, so they have barely seen any glory days at all. Bar the what two three FA Cups, 
yeah. and the same really the same old arsenal every year you know the suffering and all the struggles and etc so it's it's huge i actually even coach uh sort of a senior but it's an under 20 team and there's a lot of guys there that support arsenal yeah and does limpole has anything to do with that uh may well no 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 freddie freddie freddie, freddie. so and they, they don't even know era. They yeah. don't even know who he is. I actually saw him on a train a couple of years ago, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to go up and you know ask for a pick or something. I would have asked for a pick yeah. of Anders Limpart. Then again, I would have Freddie. I did with Freddie actually about a month ago. I was at a function and I saw Freddie. No one was going to stop me having a picture with Freddie Lundberg. That's for yeah. sure. Um, Alex, talk to me about the Gooners in the states. I've got friends all over the states now because of the Arsenal. All over the all over your country, it's gone mad for what we call football and you call soccer. Yeah, obviously there's there's huge support uh, here in the states for Arsenal. Probably between Arsenal and United are by far and away the two most supported teams um, in the states. I mean, at least here locally in Houston, it's a big city. If you're not familiar, it's a big city in Texas, the biggest city in Texas, and. There's, you know, we have the Houston Gooners, which is Arsenal supporters club here in Houston. And every every game we there's a, we have a designated uh, pub that yeah. only Arsenal only the Arsenal fans can go to, and we go and uh, we go there every every time there's a game on. So um, you still get that kind of community that you'd like if you were, you know, a local fan going to the Emirates, uh, but it's here in Texas. Um, and I, I'm not really sure exactly why. I, I assume mostly Arsenal and United fans are in the States because, you know, historically those have been the two most successful in the Premier League. Um, obviously, Man United is the more, you know, commercialized, you know, product, so to speak. So, of course, uh, a lot of people in the States are going to know them first. But, you know, there there's so many Arsenal fans and it's so great. And this season has only helped boost our numbers, which I'm more than happy about. Sure. It's true. For anyone that doesn't know, you've got like a, an Arsenal America. I'm friends with so many people that run that as well. Tiffany, fabulous from, and we've got Guna Gals, and they do. They have pubs. So when I was in New York, when thinking about it, it was a pure Arsenal pub I went to. Um, O'Hanlon's First Avenue, First Street. I don't know what it was. Um, it was amazing. You walked in, it was like a pub in Islington. They had tops and everything was Arsenal everywhere. So. And I know because a lot I follow a lot of um, different state supporters, Arsenal supporters. And I'm telling you, growing up, Alex, and I mean, I'm probably about 25 years older than you, nearly. Um, no one, I would say, in America in the 80s, would you, Andy, would think that supported soccer? It was American football, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It didn't even exist. I mean, it was American, yeah, baseball, um, football, you know, it ice never hockey. really, yeah, ice hockey, never really, never really dawned on it at all. No, nothing at all. I think, obviously, it was a start with David Beckham must have started a lot of it when he originally went over, I would have thought um, he went over to start all his football. Uh, even going back into George Best, uh, Rodney Marsh, all those players, this is our time now, man. They were, they, Rodney Marsh and um, they were, you know, they played for, I can't remember who they played for now. United. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, they, I think they started the ball rolling, but yeah, not in our time, no, definitely not. No, 
Yeah, you know, an interesting thing, you know, for the first half of my life, you couldn't even watch Arsenal on TV here in the States. Um, It didn't really become a thing to get any kind of Premier League games until about 2008 or so, uh, where before, if you wanted to watch Arsenal, it would have to be Arsenal against like Man United or something, and you'd have to pay $50 to watch the game. So uh, you'd maybe get one or two games a year. So where it is now is just incredible. Can, can I just ask? Um, Un- unmute yourself. Sorry, sorry Amanda. Um, Alex, do you reckon the Cronkies are doing well for publicizing it over in America? Do you reckon they've helped a lot with it? Yeah, I think so. I think recently we've seen the uh, you know Arsenal come do a preseason here in the U.S. You know, which never was really done before. Um, so I think they are trying to. Uh, you know, get the, you know, get the name out, so to speak, here in the States uh, for newer fans. Of course, older fans, you know, already know Arsenal prior to the Cronkies, so it doesn't really affect them. But for younger, newer fans, um, they definitely have been trying to, you know, get some face time with the team. So we see, you know, Arsenal recently are coming to the States again for the MLS All-Star game which, you know, as silly as it sounds, a lot of people in the in the States go to this and it's always televised on, uh, you know, national TV here. So a lot of people watch it. So I think it's a good advertisement for the club and hopefully we're, uh, we're playing as uh, the champions. So <laughs> that would be uh, ideal. So Vikas, how, I'm going to go around all of you. Tell me how you got into Arsenal. Tell me your first sort of um, match or year that was when you started to really get into it? Unmute yourself, Vikas. Unmute. <laughs> it was all started in 2007. It was all a coincidence, for, to be honest. Uh, I got a new computer, and as, as everybody does, when you get a new computer, you just play games. And I started playing a football game, and as you know, Arsenal starts with A. It was right up there. It had a five-star rating. So I thought, oh, maybe. I don't know anything about football, so maybe I'll just start with Arsenal because they are actually a good team anyway. And I started playing it, and then I got to know the players. I think it was all the players from the Invincible era. So then I started playing, and I got to know the players. Then once I got to know the players, then I started watching the games. I started following them. And the one player that got me actually into the football was Thierry Henry. Like, it has been for so many people. That is when the, it all started. And then, even then, I wasn't actually following the games a lot. And actually, so I think it's from 2009 when I actually got got into watching games week in, week out. And I still remember one of the headlines that I, I saw in a newspaper once because I think it was Andre Ashavin that we signed in 2009 January transfer window. Yeah, that is when I actually got into it. That is when my interest peaked. And that from then, it's been going on for week on week, every week. So where do you watch the, where do you watch the matches? Are they generally at home? If I suppose if they're two, three in the morning or if they're early? Uh, actually, when I was uh, in, still a kid, like 15 or something, I was still back in India. So yeah, I used to watch from home. That Around that time, it wasn't too bad. It was around 8 p.m., 10 p.m. games. So yeah, I used to watch from home. And what about now? Um, now it, it it goes to eleven thirty, twelve, what two or two two a.m. in the morning. Something wow! Like 
That's absolute dedication. I don't know if I could stay up at two o'clock in the morning and then work the next day. Honestly, yeah. I don't take it for granted since I've been speaking to a lot of overseas fans. So, Hamad, um, same for you, really. Um, when did you get into Arsenal? Why? What's it like watching it where you are? Who do you watch it with? Tell us about you. So, like I said, blame my dad. He was the one who basically pushed me into this, right? And unfortunately, my younger brother is a Manchester United fan. So we sort of have uh, a rivalry, uh, to put it in lighter terms. So um, it started off then. And I just, I was just fixated on the red team. Like, I was really young. I was like three, maybe. The red team. Oh, dad, look, the red team. He'd usually have me on and he'd tell me that this is the team that I'm supporting. He, he, he'd have me on his lap and he'd show me the games. And the vivid memory that I unfortunately remember is the 2006 Champions League final that broke my heart. And I did not eat for three days. Uh, yeah, I did not eat for three days. I specifically remember that. And I was absolutely heartbroken. That game broke me. And from then onwards, it's been like an addiction and something that I look forward to. Um, and as for the games, Amanda, um, you see, in Pakistan, there, w there was something called... We, we used to have dial-up internet at the time. We didn't have your conventional Wi-Fi or whatever. whatever. We used to talk about football on MSN Messenger. And it, it was, it was dial-up thing. It, it, when someone would score, they would say, go. And we would all go mad at the time because we couldn't <laughs> watch all of the games. And it was, it, was, it was crazy. And then Supersport came in. Right around 2006, like Vikas said, it, it, 2006, 2007. That's when we actually started to regularly watch the games. And I've been watching week in, week out ever since. And my favorite player was and will always be Thierry because it, there will never be a player like him in the Premier League again. I don't care about the robot we're facing right now. I know that there will never be a striker like him again. And I'm... I was infatuated, and I still am, and whether it's 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 5 a.m., I don't care. I'm going to watch every single game. What year was it that you started all that? I'm Which trying one? to work. So when you said, you know, it broke your heart, what season yeah. was that? 2006, Champions League final, Barcelona, Paris. Right. So I was at the stadium that night. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yes, I was there. That was that's the only, weirdly, the only European night away I've ever done is is the Champions League final, um, uh, and yeah, Amanda, it broke all our hearts. Amanda, please don't go the next time we're in a final, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, don't you dare say that. I'm not bad luck. I go to all the finals since about 1986. I can't. I, can't, I want the big years. I can't take any chances. <laughs> so it's really interesting because Andy's more my age. I can tell by where these conversations are going with Thierry and 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 Wenger the years. I get that. I get that. Um, Igor, you're so, actually all of you, apart from me and Andy, around the same age. So when did it start for you? Were you in Bosnia or in Sweden? Uh, I had come to Sweden. I came to Sweden in '93, so it was the year after because. You said you guys don't think about how it is for certain fans. And I used to live in a in Melbourne for six months. So I used, uh, we also got up the UK, Irish, and some other Europeans. We got up and watched the premiership. But you guys have the blackout. Uh, and in Sweden, the 3 p.m. blackout. So 
we can see all the games in Sweden, and we've been able to see those games since 1968. I'm going to talk about that a in a co- moment, but yeah, a, go on. A, yeah, there was a show uh, that you, you could bet, and also you watched the, the Division One up to 93, and then the Premier League for free up to 1998, and then it went to what's now, you know, the Swedish equivalent of uh, Sky, etc. So I can see every games, every single game, for something I've paid for, why most people in the UK, I assume, have to take a uh, a stream from another country or something else, or just follow the score thing you got on Sky Sports. So that's a little bit of a privilege as well. Well, it is, um, and and it's it's extremely annoying to someone like Andy and I because. If Arsenal are playing at Leicester at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, all of you can watch it and we can't. Although we do, because as you said, we stream, we try and find and we are able to. But it's not it's not fair. We just can't. No. It's ridiculous why they yeah. do it. It would not reduce attendances in a million years. However, we that they, that is definitely blacked out. A lot of games are. I think our game last week at two o'clock on Sunday wasn't shown anywhere. Um, however, there's not, there's not much we can do about it. So we, we come to you, um, Alex. That's the fact, isn't it? Is that in America, you can watch every single Arsenal game. Actually, you can watch every single game, can't you, in the Premier League? Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, from usually 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., I'm in front of the TV watching, uh, you know, just. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com casually as a neutral or you know or as or on the edge of my seat as a as a arsenal supporter um and i'm i i can't like i said earlier for the first 15 years of my life i couldn't i would have to you know refresh you know my phone or or try and find out what happened you know that way but now i just feel so spoiled to be able to uh which you know it's always so funny when i think that you know all of us can you know all the non-locals can see every game but the locals can to me you know it just if i was a local that wouldn't make sense uh but then at the same time i'm like well we had to go you know so long without even seeing any games so um so yeah um but i guess to, to to kind of go back to uh some of the points made earlier you know i like everyone else or similar i was my earliest memory was arsenal my dad was a supporter so obviously I'm a supporter and I usually watch games with my dad and my mom when I lived at home, but now it's usually uh, just myself and my dog. Um, if she doesn't get scared from all the yelling, but uh, Alex, but, can I ask how, your dad, was he American? 
No, he's uh, he's Jordanian, so he was from Jordan. So he was, a, uh, you know, a foreign fan himself. Um, and I've talked to him about it, and he said they would getting to watch any games was nearly impossible. And but they still found a way to do it, uh, you know. Anyway, so it's really, truly, it's uh, you know, they. Sh- I always joke like, you know, they struggled in the past, so we can have an easier future. So. <laughs> Well, it, it's it's lovely to hear. It really is. I mean, Andy, you know, you and I, where do you sit at the Emirates, by the way? Are you the East or the West? Um, well, I haven't really got a season ticket. I'm just lucky enough I get I get tickets given to me every so often. Um, but, yeah, I um, used to be a season ticket holder at Highbury. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I started supporting Arsenal, as I said, 1978. Yeah. Um, so um, I was probably about 13. Um, and as I say, my brother-in-law, I, I predominantly come from a Tottenham family. So, um, so my brother and you know, my dad were, were, were Spurs fans. Um, and so I went the other way. I was a black sheep of the family and um, I started going with my brother-in-law. And, and uh, yeah, it was the first game was, I think was, I was trying to work it out actually, man. There was probably about QPR at home. Um, I can't remember the team, uh, if you're going to ask me the team, but Probably Pat Jennings in goal, and you know, the, probably Willie Young. What year was that? 1978. Right. So um, I remember obviously then the cup final against Ipswich, which we obviously unfortunately got beat. And then um, 79, progressively got a little bit better. Um, but yeah, those were my early memories. Um, and also, um, you know, going, going to, um, well, I know, I'm sure you'll come on to it, but going to Anfield as well. Oh, okay. Were you at Anfield? Okay, we will get to that. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, Igor, you're a teacher in Sweden. Um, yes. And, and the fan base is massive. I know that. I know Sweden is, is huge. It has been for quite a few years. It's not a new thing like maybe, say, America is or Australia or whatever. Um, do you get over to England to watch matches at all? You're not that yes, you're I not do. as far as the others. You yes. do. Yes, I'm coming for the Saints game. Fabulous. And I saw United at home as well. Oh uh, wow! So you were there. That, for that was my. I think that was my ninth or tenth visit, something like that. And I mm. never ever experienced the ground shaking. The stadium was shaking after Saka's two-one goal. Shaking, like literally, you felt some kind of of movement. It was yeah. amazing. It was incredible. Um, okay, so Vikas, Hamad, and Alex, have you been to the Emirates? Right, Alex, you have. So when what when was you last there? For the City game, just recently. Oh. Um, Is that yeah. the only one you watched? <laughs> no, it, even better, the Brentford one before that. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shame! And then, yeah, and then my first one was in 2012, and it, gets, it was a Monday night game against City as well, and it was a nil-nil draw. So, um, yeah, my my dad told me I'm not allowed to go watch games live anymore because they don't win. <laughs> so. Oh, that that's oh, that's sad because we've had some amazing, amazing games at the Emirates this season, as you all know. Um, Hamad, I've got a question. Let, let's ask one of the questions and then you can all answer. Right. Okay. Hello, Carl Stark. Welcome to the show. 
Who are the guests' favourite ever player and who is their favourite current? Let's start with Vikas. Your favourite now and your favourite old player. Older player. Favourite ever, it will always be Thierry Henry, no doubt. And mm. favourite now, Zinchenko. That guy is oh. just ridiculous. Love him. Absolutely. Yeah. Andy? Um, I'd say probably my favourite player at the moment is, um, I'd say Odegaard. I think he's class. Um, and my, because the reason being, because my, my, my favourite player of all time was Liam Brady. So I have that affiliation with, like, Odegaard just reminds me of the silky skills that Brady used to have. And, you know, Brady was just phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, that would be my two two players. Hamad? When I saw Frenchman basically pick the ball up from the toe of his boot and netted it right in the far corner against Manchester United. And the look on my father and brother's face was priceless. So it's pretty much Thierry Henry. It will always be him. And like I said before, that robot that Manchester City currently have, he can keep all the records. He can keep everything that he's achieved. Um, <laughs> but as far as I'm concerned, Thierry is the king. He is incredible. And my current favourite player is Gabby Martinelli. I love him. I adore him. It's, it's like, it's like okay, I, I look at football as a coaching perspective because I kind of uh, coach a young football team here, right? So when you get someone that driven, that motivated, he's, he's like a charger bunny. He's, he is just constant motion, 100%, minute one, minute 90. He is trying. He is running. He is chasing. He is the embodiment of it, what I would want in, in a footballer. And he is willing to literally die on the pitch. So Martinelli is by far my favourite guy. Aldo Bacayo is obviously a close second. So that's him. Okay. Um, Igor. Uh, when I went to boarding school, I had Thierry Henry on my right side, his poster, when I went to high school. And up in the ceiling was Captain Patrick. So those are my two favorite. I always had Patrick Vieira in regard, and I actually saw them live once in the most odd place ever at Hamden Park versus Scotland. Uh, and today's plays, it's really hard to choose. For me, it's extremely hard. I always say, I have a friend that's from Enfield, and I always say, every time he says Bukayo Saka, I always say, like, I don't even have my own kids, but that's such a good boy. <laughs> and I think I think he's also maybe maybe one of the most intelligent players I've seen in the last ten years. He's extremely smart, so he he'll, he gets the nod for me. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, for me, my favorite uh, player would be uh, Thierry Henry. Man had everything: pace, power, finishing, passing, arrogance, humbleness. He had everything. Um, so, without a doubt, it's Thierry Henry. Uh, favorite current player, um, Bukayo Saka. Um, you know, I do. I love every single one of our players that plays. You know, for Arsenal right now, which I definitely couldn't say in the in the recent past. But I think just Bukayo Saka just epitomizes everything that's good about Arsenal Football Club, um, and that's why he's just a step above the rest. Absolutely. Andy? Uh, Liam Brady still. 
I'm sorry, I've asked you, haven't I? I've got <laughs> yeah, so engrossed no. everyone's conversation. <laughs> I'm such a great host. Penalty England, do... by the way, sorry. Sorry? Penalty England. Oh, okay, I'm not interested. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean, unless Saka scores it, I'm not interested. Um, exactly. So, bothered, Alex. No, I don't watch international football. I just worry about our players. I don't even want to know. I just hope they all come back okay. I'm not even going to put it in the universe. So mine was Ian Wright um, from... And Tony Adams, it's very hard to, you know, separate them two, but it is Ian Wright. My current player is so hard because it's Saka or Erdegaard. I, I sort of, I say Saka, Saka guard because I can't choose between them. But if I had to be pushed, it would be Saka. Um, the boy is immense. The boy is incredible. And when you watch him live, I, I just, I sit in the East Stand Upper. So I always see Saka on the second half. He's on my side if we're, we're um, shooting down the North Bank. And I just watch him. He's absolutely immense and world-class. And I don't care what anyone says. That boy is world-class. And I argue with my city mate about whether he's better than Foden or not. I said, I, I sack her all day long. It's continued okay. every single game. He's had two quiet games the whole season. Not bad games, quiet games. And I he's just know, been... Sorry, Amanda, I think it's... No, it's incredible with Saka because I feel he's, he's a very humble bloke. Right? He is at the moment, and I just think the amount of the amount of um, grief he gets on the pitch and the way he just gets up and just gets on with it with a smile. It's just like there's no moaning, you know. He just gets on with it, and I just think he's such a, a inspiration to a lot of young players. I mean, you know, he's he's, a, he's just a, a great all-round player, and his personality is, you know, he's, he's wonderful. Since since he came back, since after the Euros. He's been absolutely amazing. That's all I can say. He's just been phenomenal. Absolutely. He he really is. And I, But then Erdegaard, but Martinelli. And you can carry on, couldn't you? Saliba, party. You could just carry on and on. It's so lovely to be in a, in a season, obviously, eight points clear, top of the league, nearly the end of March. Um, no one. No one could have foreseen this. It's just incredible. Um, so just just have a general chit-chat, really, about the fact of what what's it like where you live, Hamad? Are, are people football mad? Is there a certain team? Because obviously where we live, say, in London, West London would be Chelsea, East London would be West Ham, North London is Arsenal and Spurs, mainly. You have others mixed in, like Liverpool and United. But... Where you live, Hamad, is it is it like that? Is there one team? I know Liverpool and United are massive across the world. I, you know, I know that. But what's it like where you are? It's it's a constant struggle to listen to Manchester United tell you you're you're not good, right? Yeah. Because they're everywhere. That lot is everywhere. Everywhere you look, you look right, they're there. You look left, they're there. You look down, they're over there. There is no place in Pakistan where you won't find them, right? So it it becomes really difficult to navigate and see actually decent football fans there because everyone just wants to support Manchester United because they had 19 league titles when I wasn't born. You know, yeah. feel me. So that kind of stuff is annoying. But you have this small contingency of Arsenal and Chelsea fans, right? Those are the two London clubs that have uh, the most. There are no Spurs fans, Amanda, as far as I can tell. There are none. 
and they are so irrelevant that no one cares about them here, right? <laughs> and the only time they care about them is to laugh at them. And that is beautiful, right? As, as far as Chelsea is concerned, we have a bit of banter here and there, and they, they, they shrug their Champions League at me, and I tell them, go get a golden one. So it's, it's up and down constantly. But it's it's all in good jest, and we're uh, we even get together. Uh, a lot of my mates are Chelsea fans, uh, so we get together to have uh, a games night out with friends. And I and I saw the Chelsea game at Stamford Bridge with five Chelsea fans, and I was the smuggest guy in the whole place. Oh, I bet. I, I was I was on satin. It was lovely, right? So it, it's it's kind of like that. So everyone's football mad, yeah. Pretty much, you you you'd you'd basically associate India and Pakistan as cricket men, right? But you'd be mm. surprised how many fans actually watch football, because I have I have people clamoring me for links to games. I have people messaging me uh, because I basically know uh, the guy who started Arsenal Pakistan. He's a really good friend of mine. So um, we collaborate to give people options to come and watch games. We come in and we have a bunch of Arsenal fans sit down. Have a, have a drink and just watch games whenever we want. Although I really wish it's the Emirates sooner or later because I can't wait. I I bet. Oh, it just, honestly, I don't know what it is, but I feel really like heart like felt for that because, like, I was born Arsenal. Yeah, I don't know if any of you know all my story, but my dad is just he's still obsessed at the age of seventy-seven, and so I was born Arsenal. So it's very I'm very protective. It's like my family you might not always like them, but you're always going to love them. That sort of thing. And over the years, we've had the most incredible times, and we've had sad times, and we've had wonderful times. We've had bad times. It, it's it's just generally like that. So when I hear your love in Pakistan and your love in Australia and America, I, I just feel like I want to wrap you, like hug you all. I just love it. I don't understand this issue with some on social media about just because you're overseas, you can't have an opinion or you're not a fan or, and I'm always, always standing up for anybody, whether they live in N5 or in New Zealand. I don't care if you support the club in a very positive and loving way you're welcome in my books just because I go to the Emirates every home game and some away games it doesn't make me any more of a fan than you at getting up at three o'clock in the morning and watching matches I've never understood that I really really don't so Vikas I know Perth I don't know it but I know what my cousin tells me and I would love to come one day but he tells me there's a couple of pubs that are very Arsenal um there's a lot of expats from the UK out there so football or I don't know what they called it soccer over there but football's very big in Australia do you find that in Perth I know Perth's a little bit quieter than Sydney and Melbourne but do you find that yeah I used to live in Sydney before yeah I've been there Uh, I was a member of the Arsenal Australia group there and they used to host matches in pubs yeah I've been there yeah Uh, there were yeah you could find more people there but since I moved back to Perth here, uh, I've been to a game in a pub. I think it was uh, Arsenal-Tottenham. There were, I mean, it was literally filled with Arsenal fans. You could, you could hardly see any Spurs fans there. And as as you know, if you can remember the man, game, how it went, nobody, literally not a peep from the Tottenham fans there. Yeah, it, 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 there is a lot of, uh, there are a lot of fans. There are so, so many 
fans here. But when I was growing up, I was uh, I was in back in India, and as Hamid said, it's uh, Hamad said it was always just uh, glory hunters like Ch- uh, Chelsea or Man United. Yeah. yeah, I mean even now my friends, whoever I mean they don't follow a lot, but whoever just do follow, they other than Man United they don't know anything. That's it, just Man United, Chelsea, Man United, Chelsea, because they are the only ones who, who yeah. Because they are the only ones who used to uh, win during that time. Because it only got the football only got a little bit famous in back there around two thousand four or something like that. So yeah, you know they were the only ones who were winning. And regarding first, nah, I you 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 know the meme that the guy says Tottenham. Who's Tottenham? Yeah, it's literally like that. So Liverpool were not big. Were not big then. Was it Chelsea and Man United? Yeah, just Chelsea and Man United. No, I don't. I have. Not my many of my friends are Liverpool fans, but I have never seen Liverpool fans anywhere either. To be honest, it's just Man United and Chelsea. Yeah. Okay, so Alex, what's it what's it like where you are? Okay, so you're in Houston, in Texas, yeah. Yeah. So 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 in in Houston, uh, well, I think in just in the United States in general. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier that United and Arsenal are probably the two most supported teams here in the States, but, you know, to, to at least my surprise and just something I've noticed over the past, you know, 10 years or so, really around the time that, you know, the Premier League started becoming very popular here in the States is that there are a ton of Tottenham supporters. Um, and I'll tell you the reason why is because these are the guys that never really watched before but just started watching once they started showing it more often in America and they just needed to pick a team. So uh, Tottenham actually did a a pretty good job marketing uh, their club to new American fans. So a lot of them support Tottenham and there's actually a relatively large contingent of them here in, in Houston, um, unfortunately. So, um, so yeah, it's kind of weird to think that, um, but uh but yeah, I, I, I think that, um, you know, like everyone said, really <laughs> the United fans and the Chelsea fans, you know, they were just, you know, glory, glory hunters, you know. Yeah, we know. Alex, I've got a question for you from Phil yeah. Macker. Welcome to the show, Phil. Is Arsenal playing in the MLS All-Star game a bit of a coup? Has it happened before with overseas teams? Yeah, actually, funny enough, uh, I actually went to one when they played uh, United here in Houston in like 2000 and... Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, like nine or ten, they came to Houston to play. Uh, and, of course, we've never never seen any kind of 
Premier League team here in the States. So mm. just went to see. Still wore my Arsenal jersey. I was going for the MLS All-Stars. Unfortunately, uh, they lost pretty significantly. Um, it was when they thought Tom Cleverly was going to be the next Paul Scholes. So yeah. he was, you know, running the show in midfield for them. So, uh, so yeah, it was an interesting experience. But, um, yeah, I think it's a coup in the sense that, you know, you would think the MLS would go for someone like try to get, you know, like a Real Madrid or Barcelona. Obviously, both those clubs have huge fan followings in the States as well uh, and around the world, but especially the States too. The fact that it's Arsenal Football Club on that stage really, I think, is showing how uh, we're – you know, there was always that old joke about how we wanted to compete with the likes of Bayern Munich, you know, when we moved to the Emirates. You know, maybe now we're starting to, uh, in a sense. You know, the team's like the team on the is taking care of business on the on the pitch and that's leading to us taking care of business off it, you know, commercially speaking. So uh yeah, I'm really excited. I'm going to try and make it to DC to go watch. Um and uh and and yeah, I'm looking forward oh, to it. there's going to be thousands and thousands of Arsenal fans for the overseas tour there always is always and I watch it and I love it and I love the fact that you get that chance to watch Arsenal live and I hope everyone does in time to come um talking about watching Arsenal live Andy um we watched Arsenal live in 1989 didn't we let's give them a little bit of a history lesson <laughs> so boys and girls in 1989 um, we had to go to Liverpool. I'm sure you all know this. Um, and beat beat the team of the decade. It was like a fortress. We had to beat them 2-0. Two clear goals. Um, and we did win 2-0. However, for me, it was the best game I've ever seen, ever been to, and I will never forget. However, Reese Nelson scoring in the last seconds against Bournemouth nearly gave me the same feeling nearly and it was what 30 foot no 35 years later so Andy where were you behind the goal with us is that where you were yeah yeah um I have to take myself back it's quite a um I I, I think I just remember um going up in a minibus with um there must have been about 12 or 15 of us in a minibus and um, remember getting caught on, getting caught in traffic going up there. I think I remember you being on with your dad and uh, talking about getting caught on the on the motorway, being caught in traffic. Uh, but I think we were just in, in in awe of just going to the game. I, I don't think anything was particularly well. I just remember having loads of beers on the on the uh, on the minibus, and um, it, it was just it was just a, a surreal night, really. I think. Um, just incredible, you know, going up to that sort of game, you know, and, and knowing that you had to get cleared, clearly win by two goals was just, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, and I think most Arsenal supporters had it in their head that it wasn't going to happen. It was just, to be there was just, uh, it was unbelievable. Even, I just remember even the police coming into the Arsenal end and congratulating the Arsenal yeah. fans, They're walking around saying, well done. And um, it, was, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> Andy, a lot of the police were Evertonians, that's why. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so it, it is. I mean, how did you feel when now? I mean, you were. I'm assuming you weren't there then if you don't have a season ticket. But being in the ground when Nelson picked that ball up, I always freeze frame the picture. I, 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 I can't explain how mad we went and how uh, one of you was saying like the ground shook. 
yeah that's exactly what it was like it was it was the most incredible second when he hit that ball that's down my end as well and you had to shoot we had no time left it was look it hasn't won us the league like we did at Anfield and of course it's not on par absolutely not it's just a game to get three points however those three points could be so incredibly important at the end of the end of the season that we'll all look back and thank Reese Nelson if we do win it, if we do win the league. Um, and I hope one day that you all who have not been to the Emirates get to experience it. Um, and it would be wonderful if you could have got there this season because it is the most electric atmosphere ever. Um, You've all been absolutely fantastic, but I'm now going to ask you the question, okay? This question is going to all of you. And I'm just going to go back to what I just said. Melvin Marks is correct. It was worth the season ticket, the whole price, just for Nelson. And to come down, to come back from 2-0 down to win 3-2, honestly, it's like Roya the Rovers stuff. And for those that don't understand, that was a magazine when we were growing up. Roya the Rovers was a footballer. Anyway, moving on. Can no, I, just say, I, I, I know, I know, I know. I wasn't at the Emirates, but I know I've got my my um, my sibling that goes quite regularly now to to footy, and he's he's a he's a mad Arsenal fan, and uh, he he actually told me like like um, Igor said, the ground was shaking at the time, um, and 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 then you know he's taken over the mantle of me not going to the home games so much now, so. I did get good feedback of it, and even watching on telly was just uh, it was it was it was nice. It was good. It's funny, you know, it, I don't think that moment I'll ever, ever forget how how it was. I actually went into shock. I couldn't speak because I, I kept saying, oh, my God, I'll take two all. Can we just get a draw? Let's just, we can't lose this. It's too important. I remember sitting there saying, I'll take two all at half time. We were two nil down or whatever it was. I remember thinking it. And I remember my other half saying, I wouldn't take two all. I went, don't be ridiculous. Just let's get the point. And it was incredible. This is the question I would, thank you, Carl Stark. You read my mind. This is the question I'm going to ask you all. Um, Andy, I'll start with you. Can you ask the guests who's going to win the league? Do you think Arsenal are going to do it? Um, I've said all along, I, I, even going on some certain spaces I go on, I've said, you know, I've, I've been fairly confident with the fact that we're, I think we, we, we've got an amazing chance, even from the from, you know, middle part of the season. Um, I think, bearing injuries, barring injuries, I think, I think we can win it, yes. I really do. I think <laughs> the, the, the team is so together, the... the the, the camaraderie between the team, uh, between the players, is just amazing. You know, the you know, never in my time, I don't know about Amanda. Do you see the players going into the middle, huddling before the game, and and you know, it's such an amazing thing to have them doing that now. You know, I never did it in the Bengal years. You know, they just got on with the game, and that was it. He's got them playing so well, and everyone. I mean, I I used to love Arteta anyway as a player, but I think I think everyone's wishing and hoping that he can do it because I think it would shove a lot of thing, a lot of critics quiet it'll keep them a lot quiet so I do actually personally think yes I think we can win it do you think we will I think we will yeah right that's interesting because a lot of people are not answering that question they're saying I think we can which is what how I answer if I'm honest I don't say we will I say we could now it's interesting because <laughs> no Carl don't do it people don't want to actually face that question and Joe it's making Joe ill 
we talk every day on Twitter, it's making a reel that we're even discussing the fact of that because it is 10 games to go. So Vikas, it is the same question to you. Yeah, I think we will win it. I'm hoping we will uh, we'll get third time lucky against Man City and I think we will win it, yeah. Do you think Man City is going to be the game that defines it or not? Uh, until the Liverpool game finishes, no. I, it, Man City won't be the only game that decides it. But I'm hoping the last two games we played against them, we weren't that bad. But it just didn't go away. But I'm I, this time, I think the third time, third time lucky, yeah, we will do it. Yeah. And we will go on to win the league. Yeah. So that's two yeses. Igor. Uh, I, I'm a little bit of what you said before. Like, uh, I just try to push away some feelings from me. I say that we can win the league. And then I'm starting to do maths. So I'm counting this and City here and City. I think we can win the league. And I don't want to say anything. I just want to go cliche and say, take it game by game. Uh, I think I listened to a podcast the other day that uh, there's this Arsenal fan that had a little of a banter with a City fan who said that our spine was weak. And the Arsenal fan said, how could you know that? You've never faced it because party was that last game, right? Yeah, uh, not City. Oh, yes, he was. He yeah, got, he was. He was injured and yes. a couple of hours before and we were all devastated. Yes. And I do think and, that had a, had a part to play. And Jesus, Jesus hasn't been fit for half of the season, so they yeah. never actually faced our spine. No, I correct. Hope, yeah, I hope. So you're like me, Hugo. We can win it. We're not but, saying anything else. No. We could. Game by game. Game by game. <laughs> right, Hamad. I've got a feeling <laughs> you're going to be a bit like me. Even the thought of losing this devastates me. Even the thought. <laughs> even the thought, right? Look, you, you have to understand, Amanda. I live with a Manchester United brother, right? It's going to kill me if we don't do this. But the fact of the matter is, okay, I'll take you back to 2011. Arteta was the one who scored the goal against Manchester City to put United's own points clear with eight games to go. Do you guys remember that? Right? Yeah, 2011. And we were all certain that they'd do it then. And what happened? Aguero happened. They won the league. They came up again. So keeping all of that in mind and our recent very poor seasons, I'm skeptical, right? as any fan would be but this young team has continued to surprise everyone because i am 90 percent sure no one here thought we'd be competing for the for the premier league not not one person over here right not one so it was it's a surprise it's a great season we enjoy the games as they come we take the game one step at a time and we hope that after at the etihad even if we're one point clear, Amanda, after the Etihad game, even if we're one point clear, we do it. We win it. But before that, I'm, I'm torn. I can't say much. <laughs> I thought you might be a bit like that. Right, Alex, it's down to you. Come on. Yes, we're going to do it. And, and honestly, this is what I mean. This is what she's like. Look, it is really making me ill. I think we all feel... It, it's like the interdoles on at the moment, right? We get back to Saturday week and we're playing Leeds. 
and you're positive. We were talking about this on the podcast on Sunday night. You're really positive. Then comes Friday afternoon and you start to go, what happens if we don't beat Leeds? What, what happens if Saka's not fit? What happens if this, this? What happens if City, because City go, um, Liverpool go to City. Now, I'd have more um, positivity if City were going to Liverpool. Then I'd be much happier because they don't do well at Anfield. I'm not sure Liverpool are going to do well at City. So the pressure's going to be on us. Although we'll still be five points clear if City win when we play Leeds, we should beat Leeds, shouldn't we? I mean, we just should. Doesn't mean anything with the Arsenal, and especially we don't know touch wood, no injuries. So it all starts, and I understand why Joe's like that. I just try and put it to the back of my mind and enjoy it. And I've enjoyed every moment, but I can tell you now, I think coming into April, I don't think it's going to be about enjoyment. You're only going to enjoy it if the final whistle goes and you won. So, Alex, <laughs> after me ranting about that, what's uh, what's your feeling? Well, I think we will do it. That Not just that we can, but we will. And let me explain why I'm so, you know, able to say will, not just can. You know, us younger fans, we've known more hurt than joy. Um We've all been, you know, throughout the years bantered and, you know, roasted until, you know, until no end because of just the state of things that of Arsenal in the last 20 years or so. So this season, I like you've said, I've enjoyed every single minute of it. Every single minute of this season I've enjoyed. Um, this is the first title challenge that any of us younger fans, or at least me, would have been able to experience from start to finish. Cause obviously like with the invincibles, you know, we weren't able to see every game. So this is kind of the first time since then we've been in a title challenge and able to experience every game from start to finish. So, you know, a title winning season is made up of special moments and Arsenal have had those, you know, and plenty of times, you know, just Nelson, you know, there's, Villa, there's, you know, United. I mean, we, there's there's at least six or seven we could name. I just think that it's it's our destiny to win the league this season. Um, and you know what? Even if we come up short, you know, I'll be the first one standing and would be the first one standing and clapping the players for giving us the season that they have. Um, you know, that's that's really all I can do. So, you know, I'm not What's that? Think about it. We have two 21-year-olds leading us to a potential title challenge. 21-year-olds. When was the last time that ever happened the Premier League? 89, maybe? Brilliant. Brilliant. Mm, no, that, don't think they were 21. But they were young, right? Yeah. Young. So, so this is it. It. Look, we, it's, it's, yeah, so I'm, I'm riding the wave. No, look, uh, what I think of this is, <laughs> so we go on and we do this. Or we win it the next season. I truly, I truly think this. We win it the next season. Even I, I don't like Declan Rice, but Arteta does, and that's reason enough for me to say, okay, fine, get him in. Let's do this. We win it the next season if we don't do it now. However, okay, I'm, I don't want to think about next season, Hamad. I want to think about now. But I know what you're saying because it's going to get better and better and better. That's for sure. But Alex, I will sort of. I'm not sure I agree with you on the you've no more hurt than me, maybe me and Andy. I went to school from 80 to 85 when Tottenham won the cup. Arsenal were absolutely rubbish. <laughs> so my whole school years, 
Tottenham, Tottenham. It was Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham. And I'll never forget when Tottenham won the cup, a friend of mine, no joke, no word of a lie, drove round in a car with a cockerel on the top, made up of cardboard, so big that she came hooping to our house. So I've known bad. We lost um, a couple of cups. You know, we lost to Birmingham in the League Cup. That was terrible. We've lost to Luton in the FA Cup. I've not, we lost to Cardiff in games. We've lost to Blackburn. So I know what you mean about from, say, maybe a little bit older than the Wenger days, but I've, we've known it, haven't we, Andy? We've known her. Yeah, you could say that, especially if you, you come from a Tottenham family, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I do remember, the unfortunately, the cup final when that lot won it. So he, he came out, he came into my room. I was trying to be asleep and he came into my room and he actually been to the final, my brother, and uh, he was waving the flag on my face, um, which was a bit uncouth, really. But um, we never talked since, no. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it, it is. We have known. We've, we've known a fair bit of misery, yes, definitely. But, listen... For the younger ones, and especially for my son as well, I, I hope that they can they can go on and and and, good, and do only good things. Um, yeah. Starting off yeah. with, with 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 the league this year, it'd be it'd be amazing to, to for him to see, you know, because he's he's so dedicated to to the to watching Arsenal now that it'd be amazing if they can do it. But Phil's Phil's <laughs> hit it on the head, doesn't he? Us older Gooners have been sport from the day George Graham walked in the door till Wenger's later years, latter years. Um, must have been awful only to have the last 10 years as a fan because we've had so much before. Um, it's just, and Carl Stark says, we were awful for a lot of the 80s. That was real pain, Alex, trust me. Especially when you went to school and everyone was Tottenham and there was only a few of us Arsenal. Um, Phil, I am sorry that you had to mention Luton. It does still hurt. Um, and Rohan said, don't know how you did it when we're on the title charges. My heart has aged 20 years this season. Listen, everyone, it is tough. This is why I said we're not going to come into games now. Enjoyment. It'll be enjoyment if we're 4-0 up with 20 minutes to go or 15 minutes to go and we're, we're enjoying it and we're, we're seeing, you know. 20 minutes. I'm sorry. When we're 4-0 up and it's five minutes left, then I can relax. <laughs> you sound like my dad. Oh, listen, this is this has just been going, Andy. I I just want to remind you of that the the, the season of 89, going back a bit, when the lead up to that game, I don't know if you remember the games leading up to that, how bad we were. I think it was Derby, Wimbledon, and we were atrocious. And and, and it was near enough all over, wasn't it? I think we drew against Wimbledon and Derby, we lost at home, didn't we? Um, and it, that was just awful. The whole build-up to that Anfield 89 was just terrifying. And, Do you know, know what, Andy, when we, when we lost to Wimbledon, or I never know if it's Wimbledon or Derby, it's one of them. Derby. Derby. When we lost to Derby, I went on the radio and ranted. I was 18 years of age and I went absolutely mental saying, I'm going to Anfield and I don't know why I'm bothering going. We're never going to win. Oh, I was like, oh, my life. I think I even want to create a beer for my rant. However, this is what the Arsenal do. They don't do it easy. It's never easy. So, I mean, I'd say enjoy the rest of the season, everybody, but it's not going to be about enjoyment now. It's about getting the three points and not losing. It really is. That's it. Amanda, Guys, I just want to ask one thing. Uh, I know all about the 89 stories. I've heard it. I've watched it. But I just want to know how good were Liverpool back then? Okay, so let me explain how good Liverpool were. I would say 
over seasons about two or three times better than City have been. You couldn't beat them at Anfield. You could not beat them at Anfield. When we went there, it was called Fortress Anfield. Honestly, and I've got quite a few Scouse mates over the years, not then, but later on. And they all said that they went to that game completely cocky, no issues. They even played your Never Walk Alone when we were 1-0 up, not mm. 2. And when John mm. Barnes did what John Barnes did and shouldn't have done what he did, we obviously went and scored and won it. <clears throat> and they said they never play You Never Walk Alone until the end of the match now, ever. They will never because of that moment. Um, Vikas, I can't explain enough how phenomenal they were as a team. They're players. You couldn't beat them. Where over the years, you have been able to beat City. We've been to the Etihad and beaten City. And it was the first time I'd ever been there and we won. I could not even believe it. Um, so... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. They were, they were just amazing. They were probably like United of the 90s. But I'd still think better, Andy, don't you, Liverpool? Yeah, they were phenomenal. They were a brick wall. I mean, you got, to, you got drawn against Liverpool. Well, you had to play Liverpool you almost knew, yeah. No there was, you were, you, yeah, you, you would struggle to get a victory or, or whatever. It was always, they were a very, very solid team, really good team, especially you got when you had Ian Rush as well out front. So, wait, was, uh, so what you're what? saying is they were exactly like Bacon Faces Manchester United. I think they're better. They were I better. They were, yeah, I think I think they were, as a, as a squad, they were better as Man United. Um, but um, I, they, they were just they were just all round. Uh, listen, Liverpool from the seventies till sort of eighties were were just were amazing. Anyway, they were a great team, um, and you knew that it was always going to be a tough game if you went to Anfield. It, it's and, and Hamad they and Vikas they played the most amazing football as well. Mm. They weren't boring. They were phenomenal. They were the team, and that is why Liverpool plus Man United are probably the biggest supported over the over the globe. Um, you, I mean, you could go through, you know, Kenny Dalglish. I mean, you just could. There's hundreds of wonderful players that have played for them, and we could only wish for that success. They won European Cups, they won the league, they won FA Cups. They were just the team to beat. So for Arsenal to go there and win two nil, now now you understand. And when people say that, Vikas is like, oh. What City did is on par. It is not on par. It will never be on par. And that is not me just saying it. They play QPR at home. You yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> please, please don't even insult me with all of that. <laughs> and I'll say this to my City friends as well. 
Um, you lot have just been fantastic. We've done over an hour. Thank you so much for staying because it was only supposed to be like a 40 minute show. Um, I'm really pleased that we've got some of our global fans on. I love you all. You know, even you, Andy, that live in, in North London. Um, Igor, Vikas, Alex, Hamad and Andy, you've all been tremendous. Thank you so much for coming on the Same Old Arsenal podcast. I would also like to say um, a few words just before we say goodnight. Um, as everybody knows now, Chris, James and I run the channel. Um, we've had the most amazing messages privately, emails, um, DMs, tweets to say, good luck, well done, we love your show. We love you all. Um, I'm going to get tearful in a minute. Um, I love interacting with all the fans. I don't care where you're from on this planet. I'm not bothered. If you love Arsenal, I love you. Thank you for all your support. I hope you guys will tune in as well on my panel to the Same Old Arsenal podcast. Chris and James are going to come back maybe Sunday night, Monday night to do a show. I won't be on, but I'll be back for the post-game show um, after Leeds. However, next Thursday night, I have got Pippa Monique coming on. Um, um, me and her are going to have a chat about everything Arsenal, everything she does in her media world. And I'd hope you can all join me next Thursday night, 8 o'clock. Guys, have you got any last words you want to say about the Arsenal? Um, I'm going to age 40 years in the next two months. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about that's about like. <laughs> Igor, you're laughing. Go on. Yeah, I mean, I've got some grey hairs in the last years, so even on my beard. So I think it's got a lot to do with that. So I agree Big with Hamad. Getting up early in the middle of the night. Money. What are you going to do yeah. if we win it and it's 3 a.m.? <laughs> I hope I'm at home so that I can run around our screen. I don't want to be at my workplace. So here's the thing. I've planned for that. If we do it and it's 3 a.m., I am running down the street with my shirt off, my Arsenal flag on, and I'm screaming. And I don't care if my, if my dad absolutely obliterates me. I'm doing it because I'm going to go mad either way. Right, I'm gonna wake up half the neighborhood either way. So, guys, yeah, guys, if we do win it, I want to see you need to send the same old Arsenal videos, okay? If we win it, I keep saying if, if we win it, I want to see yeah. videos of all of you. Um, Alex, any last words? I have a Arsenal bottle of vodka I bought from the armory many years ago that I would only open if we won the league or the Champions League. So I'm looking forward to opening that come May. We will do it, guys. Come on. Oh, we were. Uh, you know what? I've loved it. I'm going to put one last comment up from David. I love your show. This program really impressed me. I'm from Scotland and I started watching the boys in the 70. And some bloke said to me, you can't support Arsenal with the accent. It doesn't matter what accent you got. If you're Arsenal, you're Arsenal. Boys, thank you so much. Everyone in the chat room, thank you. Please press like. Please press subscribe. My wonderful guests, you have been amazing. I love you all. Please stay where you are before I say goodbye, when I say goodbye. And you've been watching the Same Old Arsenal podcast with global fans around the world. Good night, everybody. Always Arsenal.
Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.